0: ESPN. This is Bet Lay with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN.
1: And we're getting you set tonight with all the wagering and fantasy information you need for the NBA, MLB, golf.
0: Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN.
1: Bet L.A. with Anita Marks right now.
2: Hour two, LA here on 710 ESPN. Not looking good for the Phoenix Suns. Nuggets up now uh, by 19. Uh, Told you uh, (laughs) prior to this game starting, man. Jump on those nuggets. Get that two and a half. Jokic over 29 and a half points. Uh, Boy, uh, this is is some game right now. Tyler Tyler Fulgham is joining us. Uh, Tyler, welcome in. Of course, you can see him all over Daily Wager. Uh, He leads the way uh for a number of us uh shameless plug not so shameless monday through friday espn 2 from 6 to 7 p.m. how you doing how are you
1: what up boo happy to join you here on uh, uh bad LA and uh, get down to business
2: yeah so you got, you just got done with our uh, our nfl released special show uh, I do want to talk some NBA before we let you go, but let's kick it off there because I know you're a huge Rams fan. And so I wanted to bring you on the show to to do a deep dive into this Rams schedule. Very lackluster in my opinion, but nonetheless, um, what what's the one thing that stands out to you the most uh, with this Rams schedule, Tyler?
1: Uh, lackluster, I think, is a good uh, word for Anita because this is a team that was... <laughs> Featured prominently in primetime games the last few years, and uh, we got one against the Bengals, um, if you want to count Thursday against the Saints, but that's it. So, uh, you know, the franchise has fallen off since the um, Super Bowl, and I do think 2023 is going to be a bit of a rebuilding year. Uh, for Sean McVay and the Rams, and we will try and reload for twenty four, twenty five at the end of Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald's contract and see if they can uh, make one more run at it. But yeah, that's I think the first thing that stands out is a team that you would see four or five times in, uh, in primetime slots is really only getting one in a Thursday game in 2023.
2: Uh, so if you're just tuning in, maybe you haven't made it home yet, maybe you haven't gone online yet, but again, uh, the NFL schedule came out around 8 o'clock Eastern. What does it look like for the Rams? Uh, their preseason games, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Game one, regular season at Seattle. And then game two is home against the 49ers. So two division games right there off the bat. And then, wow, week three, they got to go up against the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night. So, um, you know, some that, that Super Bowl rematch. Right, Tyler?
1: That it's a Super Bowl rematch. And, Anita, I wouldn't be surprised if they're 0-3 to start that uh, season. I mean, Seattle's always a tough place. I think the Seahawks are better than them on on paper. The 49ers are favorites to win the division, even though that game's in L.A. We know it features a prominent San Francisco fan base and um, showing as well. Then you go to Cincinnati, for a team that's going to be probably better than them. Even at Indianapolis in week four um, is a tough one. If Anthony Richardson is as good as we think he will be as we – predicted that he'd be drafted under four and a half in the draft so then you got the eagles after that which you know if they haven't beaten the colts they're gonna be 0-5 against the eagles because the eagles even if that game's in la we know they're defending nfc champs so it doesn't really get easy um the first uh, month or two six weeks of the season the cardinals is probably the only game where the rams are going to uh be favored significantly to win um and after that you get the steelers at home you know, their fans will travel well. And then you travel to Jerry's place and then Green Bay before the bye. So um, it's a very, very daunting schedule for Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Donald to try and navigate. If they get off to a slow start, I'm curious to see what this team does in terms of positioning itself because it will be the first year that they have a first round draft pick since they drafted Jared Goff, number one overall back in 2016.
2: Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Um... And and I know we're 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 negative Nellies here uh, for Rams fans that are listening to the program. As we know, McVay three and nine against the 49ers. As we said, they kick off the season at Seattle. Seattle's favored by three and a half. The over under is forty six and a half. Would you go to the window right now and lay your money on Seattle at minus three and a half, Tyler?
1: Wouldn't um. For the three and a half, but I would take the uh, game to go over the total. Um, I think this is going to be uh, a team, the Rams, and I'm sorry for being a negative Nelly, but I'm a Rams fan. You know, displaced from St. Louis, but still a Rams fan. Um, a- a- since they've been in L. A., um, they're going to be my team because I watched them win a Super Bowl when they're in St. Louis, and that, that will never leave me. So I'll be following these colors, this uniform, for the rest of my life. I think this year. The offense is going to be much better than they were a season ago as long as Stafford stays healthy. They upgraded the offensive line. Steve Avila, that second-round pick. Logan Bruss, who was their third-round pick last year, is now uh, back from uh, injury. Joe Noteboom will be as well. Guys like Alaric Jackson will have another year of development. So I think the offensive line – can't be any more injured than it was a season ago. That was catastrophic injury. So as long as they have some semblance of health, that should be better, which will help Matthew Stafford stay upright and access his weapons, which is namely Cooper Cup. But we'll see if someone, whether it's Vince Garanek, Van Jefferson, Tutu Atwell, or even uh, Puka Nakua, the fifth-round draft pick out of BYU, is able to emerge in that Robert Woods I think the offense will be better. I think Cam Akers is going to uh, be a good player like he showed at the end of last year. I just think the defense is going to struggle. Like Outside of Aaron Donald, they're playing a bunch of rookies, second-year, third-year guys that don't have much experience. So I think the Rams are going to be involved in a lot of shootouts. So when they're matched up with a team that has a decent offense, I'm probably going to roll the window with the over. And I think that's the case in week one against Seattle.
2: Here's the positive. Their bye week comes in week 10. That's a positive. A lot of, a lot, I know, a lot of coaches love to have that bye week <laughs> somewhere around, somewhere around eight, nine, or ten. Middle of the season. <laughs> exactly. That's that's a positive. That's a positive. Here's another negative. Fourth most miles traveled at twenty six thousand three hundred thirty two. They're going to have to travel yeah, that- the fourth. Yep.
1: Um, a, a difficult travel schedule, but Sean McVeigh has usually been good, especially when he goes and plays in the east uh, eastern time zone. Now, again, that's when he's had much more talented teams than I think he'll have this year, but, uh, you know, I trust Sean McVeigh and that staff, despite the travel, that, you know, that won't be the reason they're losing games because they're, they're playing in different time zones and having to travel a lot. I think they're going to play in a lot of tighter games this year compared to last year, higher scoring games, but. I still look at this team as uh, one that is going to struggle to uh, get over its win total of seven and a half. Um,
2: And and looking at the division, right? So for me, San Francisco, who's going to quarterback them? You know, Purdy's coming off of that that elbow surgery. You know how I feel about Trey Lance. Um, Will it be Sam Darnold? I think it might. Tyler, I think the 49ers might start with Sam Darnold as their starting quarterback. Um, to me, Seattle, to me, is the team that that I think is going to start the season strong. We're just sitting here talking about the Rams, and we both are negative Nellies here. And Arizona, I have so many question marks. Um, with that being said, if you if you have faith in the Rams, not sure why you would uh, to win the division is nine to one. More importantly, mm-hmm. curious to get your thoughts on here, over-under win total at 7.5. How would you play it?
1: Yeah, I wish I could convince myself to take that 9-1 to ticket because that would be awesome to cash that if the Rams surprised and knocked off the Seahawks and the 49ers, but that's not something I'm going to do. Win total at 7.5. Like I said, I would probably lean to the under. I think this is a 6-7 or seven win team, and that's assuming guys like Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, or Matt Stafford don't get hurt. I mean, there's still a a team that operates on the margins of being star-heavy. Like, if one of those guys goes out, that's huge. If Cup goes down, I mean, there's a lot of unproven receivers for Stafford to throw to. If Donald goes out, I mean, my goodness, how are they going to stop anyone on defense? There's not much proven outside of Ernest Jones and Jordan Fuller. So um, I I think this is a 6-7 win team. I'd probably play the under there. They do have a benefit of playing, you know, a pretty, uh, you know, a third-place schedule, so to speak, a softer schedule. Matched up with the AFC North, which I think is one of the better top to bottom divisions in the AFC. I mean, Baltimore is going to be good. Pittsburgh is going to be good. I think in the year two of Kenny Pickett, we know what the Bengals are. Even the Browns could be, you know, a, a lot better if Deshaun Watson is able to return to his uh, Houston Texan form. So I just look at this as a six seven win team. I'm I'm more comfortable playing the under there because I think there's more paths to the under than there are paths to the over.
2: Um yes to make the playoffs plus
1: 230
2: yeah. <laughs> no to I'd make the playoffs play nine to
1: one to win the division you know yeah right Two thirty. I think obviously wild cards way more likely uh because the NFC let's face it Anita is kind of weak um you know there's going to be a team I think that you know qualifies for a wild card that surprises much like the Giants uh, you saw do uh last year with Brian Dable but I'd rather just play the 9 to 1 to win the division and hope that something really crazy happens that the Rams catch a heater and maybe um there's bad injury luck with the Seahawks or the 49ers um plus 230 I probably wouldn't take that even though it's a decent return on investment for uh, a playoffs through the wild card or or the division
2: Cooper Cup uh offensive player of the year 20 to 1 Aaron 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 Donald's defensive player of the year 25 to 1 uh, just to give you some futures bets that are out there uh, before we start talking some NBA big picture what's what's the one thing that stands out to you in regard to you know across the league in the NFL um after hosting the uh, our, our special uh, NFL schedule show. What's the one thing that's most significant to you, Tyler?
1: I think it's a lot of the travel. That's most important, especially from the gambling perspective, when we try to handicap the schedule release and figure out win totals. is the to travel. We have Jacksonville, for instance, for the first time playing two games in London. They're going to stay there in London, um, and then there's some teams that are going to London and coming back and not having to buy. There are some teams that are, you know, playing three road games in four weeks, you know, four road games in six weeks, that type of situation. Um, Our buddy Joe Fortenbaugh did a great job kind of breaking down some of those situations that he found right during uh, the schedule release. But those are the things I think that are most intriguing, the expanded international um, travel and games and um, what that's going to create for the league. And for gamblers trying to find an edge the next week, I think that's something you really want to be made aware of is when teams are coming back from overseas, um, when teams are playing those, you know, because now we have Wednesday Black Friday games. We have multiple, you know, Monday night doubleheaders. Like those are the things to be looking at. Find those on the schedule um, and find those spot as a gambler where you can take advantage because we're going to see a lot more of those in 2023 than we've seen in years past.
2: Tyler, before we let you go, uh, let's turn our attention to your Lakers. Um, unfortunately, they lose to the Warriors uh, last night, uh, but they've got game six at home, Crypto.com Arena, ready to seal the deal in game six. They're favored by two. The over-under is 221. How are you playing this tomorrow night, my friend?
1: I'm going to lay it with the Lakers. Um closer to maybe an under environment than an over environment. Um but I'm gonna lay it with the Lakers. Uh you know that Corgi that's become famous now for its predictions with this series? Um, well yes. I'm <laughs> like with every game
2: so far too bouncing is winning six right it's like it's like bouncing them? the ball down the stairs, right? Yeah. Yeah, now everyone's talking about this Corgi because it's
1: correctly predicted all five games so far. Well, so have I. I predicted game one to the Lakers, game two to the Warriors, game three and four to the Lakers, game five to the Warriors. But unlike the Corgi, I said the series ends game six in L.A. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, One of us is going to be right. One of us is going to be wrong for game six. But I I trust that now that it appears Anthony Davis is going to avoid uh, missing any time that he's going to be available to play, that the full The squad Lakers are just a better team. They have the better defense. They haven't lost a home game in the playoffs yet. Crypto.com has been a true home court advantage. So I see that continuing. I'll give a short number. I'll rely on AD. I'll rely on LeBron. I'll rely on the players who've been awesome for the Lakers, Uh, especially in their home gym. I don't know if it's going to be Reeves, Russell, Schroeder, Hachimura, or Lonnie Walker, but I imagine in this game six scenario at home, someone for the Lakers is going to step up, outside of LeBron or AD and help them get a victory and close out the Warriors.
2: Tyler, Denver's up 70 to 45, dude.
1: Well, that's who, uh, the Lakers will be, uh, awaiting is. It looks like the one seed is going to prevail. (laughs) Um, I I was never in on this sun's team, so I'm not surprised to see this. I'm surprised that they're winning by this much in and, in Phoenix, but, uh, I thought that they had; they were too thin, even with Durant and Booker. They're too thin against Denver, and now they're down by 25. You tell me, uh, good luck with that. It looks like uh, the Nuggets are going to the Western Conference Finals, where I think they're going to match up with the Lakers.
2: I played a uh, I played a same game parlay: Denver plus two and a half, and Jokic over 29 and a half points. He's already got 20. There's still two, three minutes left in the second quarter.
1: <laughs> well, let's hope that keeps it close enough that Mike Malone is forced to play him some minutes in the second half. Otherwise, I, I saw your terrible bad beat on yesterday's Daily Wager. By the Stop. way, with
2: Julius Randall. Stop. Oh Stop. my goodness! I can't. That was brutal. I can't. Sister. It was. It was. It was horrible, and, and I was and I was out. I was at uh, Del Frisco's, um, right across the street from Radio City Music Hall. I had some friends in town. We had a wonderful table. I had the game on. I was like, "Yes, I'm gonna win this." It's he's got 22 points. There's just a few seconds left, and then he gets the missed free throw. Nobody's around him. Easy rebound. Easy bucket. And I was like, "No!" <laughs> it just ruined. My mind. I wanted to like vomit. Oh, it was the worst, Tyler. It was the worst. Anyway, so
1: sorry. Uh, yeah, we no, so appreciate
2: cool. you joining us here on Bet LA, my friend. I know it's been a long day and a long night for you, and um, and I appreciate you. So thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow. Always.
1: See you tomorrow. Go away. Go away. Go away.
2: You got it. Tyler Fulgham joining us here on, uh, on Bet LA. You can tune in to Daily Wager uh, each and every night, Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m., uh, Eastern time on uh, on ESPN two. So uh, when we get back, uh, what where are, I've got some Byron Nelson uh, golf plays and picks for you heading into tomorrow's round. Um, what else do we have coming your way? I don't I don't know. Like I here's the thing. I'm thrilled that the Nuggets are winning. Um, but but like I was expecting a better game, <laughs> like. You know, what what can we realistically expect in the second half? You know, I don't listen, we've seen crazier things happen. Can the Suns come back and make it a game? Possibly. I doubt it. Anyway, Nina Marks with you. It's Bet LA here in 710 ESPN.
1: Right now, let's get back to Bet L A. and back to Anita Marks. Wow,
2: seventy three forty five. Denver is up on Phoenix. I'm not going to say I, I'm not. I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. Here's the thing, and and, I, and I'm in. I'm in New York. I'll tell you this: people just don't stay up late and watch West Coast games. They just don't out here. And 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 I just. I think people have been sleeping on this Denver Nuggets team. I mean, they, they are good. They are, they are one of the most complete teams in the NBA. And, um, and like I said, I, you know prior to this game starting and why I like Denver, I just felt like they found the secret sauce in, in how to defend the Suns, especially since it's, it's just been a two-man show with Katie and, uh, and Booker, that's for sure. Uh, we're talking all things NBA right now. Not only do I contribute on Daily Wager, but also I host a bet digital show. And, on, and DeAndre Snellings uh, joined me on that bet digital show earlier this week to talk about some NBA in a fun way. It's a segment we called The Good Word. Let's listen in. Welcome in for this edition of BED. I'm your host, Anita Marks. Andre Snellings will be joining us in just a hot second. We'll talk about the NBA getting you ready for really just remainder of games, right? We are getting close to the Eastern and Western Conference championships. And of course, uh, the finals will be here before we know it. Also, a lot of NFL talk right now. Big schedule release day tomorrow. We'll dive into some NFL conversation in the Byron Nelson teased off tomorrow morning. We're going to get you ready for some picks and plays as well. But let's bring in Dre. Dre, great to have you back on Bet, my friend. How you doing?
0: Doing great on this hump day. Normally it's a Friday, so you know, I'm excited to get the rest of the week going strong.
2: Well, I'm excited to host the show with you, so let's jump right into it as the good word is every Wednesday with us. Nuggets in Lakers. Three to one favorites to win the title. Co-favorite, With that being said, what's your good word?
0: Technicality. Because I started to say disrespectful, as in disrespectful to uh, the Eastern Conference teams. But this is only, they're only co-favorites on a technicality because the 76ers and Celtics are still splitting the vote. The Celtics were heavy favorites to win it all at this time yesterday. So even though the Sixers won to go up 3-2, The the Celtics are still uh, favored so highly that that they're splitting the vote. Um, I think that the Nuggets and Lakers are worthy. Um, You know, I'll talk more about the Lakers this show. I've been high on them for a long time. But if you like the Eastern Conference teams, if you're confident in either the Celtics or the 76ers, now could be a good time to put money on them because their odds are only going to get shorter once their uh, overall outcome and series is decided.
2: Uh, My good word is big, as in, uh, man, big men rule the postseason here in the NBA. Let's look at Jokic. Uh, First and foremost, another triple-double last night, his 10th triple-double of the postseason, surpassing Wilt Chamberlain. So again, to those that did not vote for him, as the MVP, I don't know how you do that. Meanwhile, for the Lakers, I know you're really big on the Lakers, Dre. A.D., I know a lot of people, it's all about LeBron James, but to me, A.D. has been that straw that has stirred that drink, not just on the offensive side of the court, but the defensive side of the court as well. And I do believe the 76ers will advance and rep the East in the championship, and for good reason. Not to take anything away from Harden and uh, his heroics as of late in the postseason, but in B- really has been uh, it and surprisingly so because I thought him having to play with that knee brace uh, he was uh, going to take away from his form and his aggressiveness but man was I wrong especially in this last game that they beat Boston in Beantown. Number two LeBron James finals MVP Dre at plus 450 he's third behind Jokic as well as mvp what's your good word?
0: Tardy as in, I hope those that are watching were not tardy to the party um, for going with LeBron because, in my eyes, he's been a Finals MVP favorite for a really long time. Um, you guys might remember that in this space more than a month ago, back during the regular season, I said then that I expected the Lakers to represent the West in the in the uh, in the Finals, and we're seeing it slowly play out in that direction. And back then you could have got LeBron for finals MVP at odds of like 20 to one or greater. So hopefully if that is of interest to you, you were able to get in a little, a little earlier, but even if you didn't get in, then I think there's still value in LeBron for finals MVP for those that expect the Lakers to win because Anita, you referenced Anthony Davis, but I have to feel like if the Lakers find a way to win the championship LeBron James is going to find a way to get that legacy enhancing fifth finals MVP award. And so I think he'll outshine a D on that stage. So there's still value in him. uh, Even if you were a little bit tardy to this final MVP party.
2: So your word is tardy. My word is wrong as in (laughs) the wrong player here. I'm sorry i not to take anything away from LeBron James. In fact, you know, he has been a facilitator in the best way. And and I've been playing over in regard to assists and rebounds, and I've been winning, especially in the postseason with LeBron James. But at the end of the day, AD, Anthony Davis, has been that straw that stirs that drink, averaging double-doubles, not just points, but rebounds, and also on the defensive side of the court, he's averaging four blocks a game. And in this series that I do believe that they will win in six against the Golden State Warriors, uh, the Warriors can't get any type of points, any type of production in the paint. And the big reason why is because of AD. And I think he's gonna be the main factor if the Lakers do win another championship. And if they do, to me, the MVP more than likely will be AD. Last but not least, Nuggets beat the 76ers to win the NBA title. You can get that exact bet it's six to one, Dre. What's your good word?
0: Timing, as in the timing of when you make this exact bet could make a big difference. Um, as I pointed out a few few seconds ago, the Nuggets currently have the shortest odd to win the championship on a technicality, because once the East is settled, then whoever wins um, between uh, the 76ers and the Celtics are going to end up having the shortest odds to win the title. So. If you want to bet on one of those teams or even one of the underdog West teams to come back and win the championship in an exacta, it would behoove you to bet now on them because the odds are longer. But if you really like the nuggets the way I know you do, Anita, um, you might consider waiting and betting their exacta later when they're no longer the favorites because you might get a little more juice than this plus 600.
2: So my good word is run, as in run, don't (laughs) walk. Get to the window, Um, because I I do believe I've I've got the Denver Nuggets. Again, they're up on the series. I just I've been talking about it. How much longer can AD, uh, can can KD and Devin Booker play 40 minutes and produce 40 points a game? We saw it this last game. They did not. Denver made the adjustments that they needed to do, limiting Booker, hitting threes with uh, Michael Porter Jr and having great transition defense. I do believe the Nuggets do win this series. I do believe they'll represent the West in the championship and I've got them winning the championship. And for the 76ers, they are up on the series in Boston. I think they close it out tomorrow night in Philadelphia and I have the Miami Heat beating the Knicks. I just think the Miami Heat right now just totally head and shoulders above the Knicks. The Knicks are outplayed, outmatched. I just don't think they're going to get that same production against the 76ers. So I'm running to the window to bet this. I'm not walking. <laughs> again, uh, a fun a fun segment that we, uh, we have on bet called The Good Word. Uh, before we take a break, by the way, we're going to hear from Andre Snellings again uh, a little bit later. Also, we're going to do a deep dive into that Chargers schedule that was just released. But before we take a break, I want to get you up to speed on uh, what's going on uh, in golf, we've got the Byron, the AT&T Byron Nelson happening right now at TPC Craig Ranch in Texas. Nice little uh, warm warmer up uh, to the uh, PGA Championship that's going to be taking place at Oak Hill right here in my own backyard. So uh, Scotty Scheffler came in favored. He's seven under, quite a few shots back, but DataGolf still gives him a 34.2% chance of winning. Um, you could wager that he will win this at 2-1. to one. So there's that I liked Decky coming in. He's 5 under, he's got a 3.1 shot of winning and you could wager on him to win at 20 to 1. A guy that you really should pay attention to is Scott Piercy. Why? Putting is really crucial this week uh, at this TPC course and uh and he's second in putting. He's gaining over four strokes on the field in putting. So to win 40 to 50 to 1, top 5 80 to 1, top 10 plus 3.30. And again, looking ahead to the PGA Championship taking place at Oak Hill, here are some of the metrics that are pretty interesting. A, you want to look for guys that are younger in their 20s. Um, Americans have won eight of the last 10. Seven of the last 10 are in the top 15 in the world. Six of the last 10 had won already on tour. Eight of the last 10 have finished in the top 20 in a previous start. Um, course fit. You want guys that are big hitters. Seven of the last 10, have, ha, ha, seven of the last 10 that have won have been in the top 30 in driving distance. So what does that mean? Here are the guys that you want to keep an eye on heading into the PGA championship. Scotty Scheffler at 80 to one cam young at 25 to one Rom at plus seven fifty, Sam burns at 40 to one. Shoffley at twenty to one, Max Homa at twenty eight to one, and Morikawa at twenty to one. Those are the guys you want to keep an eye on if you're going to wager on the PGA Championship. All right, uh, quick break. We come back. Let's do a deep dive again. Big night tonight. The NFL schedule released. We already talked with Tyler Fulgham about the Rams. Let's do a deeper dive into the Chargers. We'll do that next, right here on 710 ESPN.
1: This is Bet LA with Anita Anita Marks. Marks. Right now, let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks.
2: Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN. The NFL schedule released today, this evening. And we are doing a deep dive. Of course, we had Tyler on just not too long ago to talk about the Rams. We have Gavino Borquez joining us here to talk about the Chargers. He's with the Chargers Wire with USA Today. Gavino, welcome in. Thank you so much for joining us. Big evening for NFL fans. Is I, who would have thunk right that like a, a night like tonight would be this um, this exciting? You know what other what other league? releases their schedule and the world stops, right?
3: Right. I mean, it's pretty much like a holiday. People look forward to this, you know, um, it's get the draft is over, the free agency is over. And now we kind of figure out like who's playing when, where, what time, who's getting the primetime games. Yeah. It's an exciting day for all football fans alike.
2: Yeah. It's, it's really unbelievable. So, okay. So, so let's, let's take a look as we know, unfortunately last year, Uh, The Chargers in the postseason lose to the Jags 31-30. Horrific game for the Chargers. Exciting comeback for the Jags. Uh, They lost twice to Kansas City last year. So with that being said, let's take a look at this year's schedule. It's really interesting. They kick off the year at home against the Miami Dolphins. And I'm one who said, I'm from Miami, right? I'm from the 305, and all I want to do is the Miami Dolphins to draft Justin Herbert. They did not. They drafted Tua over Herbert. So this is going to be the Tua versus Herbert game to start the season. Uh, Your thoughts on kicking it off against Miami?
3: Yeah, I mean, all I can say is is get your popcorn ready. Um, This is going to be an exciting game. You know, the Tua-Herbert debate's been going on uh, since they were drafted. You know, who's the better quarterback? Uh, last year, they, they played, and Herber had a better performance. Uh, the Chargers held the Dolphins to 219 yards. Really great um, game plan from Brandon Staley. And uh, now when they go head-to-head, head, you know, the Dolphins, they're a little bit more equipped. They added Jalen Ramsey. Um, they have one of the better defensive line coaches in Vic Fangio. So it, it's going to be a fun game. You know, uh, the Chargers need to get off on a strong note, and this is going to be a tough test. Uh, Because I feel like when Herbert and Tua play against one another, it's must-see TV.
2: Uh, The Chargers are favored by one. The line's already out, no surprise. The Chargers are favored by one. The over-under is 47-and-a-half, which typically... Uh, at the start, and, and, and Gavino, I, I don't know how much you, you wager, um, but the start of the season, I typically play unders because I feel like defenses are a little bit further along the road, more advanced than offenses are, even though this very well could be two explosive offenses. But at the same time, Miami is coming in uh, with a really, really solid defense, and we and hopefully we can expect Joey Bosa to be healthy. Um What what I find interesting here, which does not bode well for the Chargers, is the fact that week five is when they have their bye week. That's not good. A lot of teams, they love to have their bye week somewhere around week eight, nine, or ten in the middle of the season. So uh, your thoughts on the bye week being in week five, that after that, that's that's a a really long stint of games uh, for this Chargers team.
3: Yeah, they have – You know, they're among the earliest weeks uh, of team that can have a a buy. And, you know, if you look at their first four games, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Vikings, and the Raiders, like that's a a tough slate of games right there. So they need to start off on a strong note. And then, again, when, you know, having an early bye week, the disadvantage is that you have basically a 13-game stretch against some really, really tough teams. So, you know, for the Chargers, they need to get off on a strong note, um, you know, hopefully go three and one that way after the bye week they're they're looking pretty good um, because again, they're not going to have really that much time to rest. And especially if you're looking at the, uh, the primetime games, they have six, which is uh, among the most um, in the NFL and, you know, they're gonna have some short weeks. So it's crucial that they start off on a strong note and they don't get
2: behind. Here's something really interesting as well. If you, if you, if you look, after the bye week, their games home away home away home away home away. So they they don't following that bye week, they're not on the road for two weeks, they're not home for two weeks. It's 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 a yin and yang in regard to home and away home and away home and away. Which, from what I understand, a, a lot of a lot of teams they actually do like that. Another thing is that they have the fifth most travel miles. Of all the 32 teams in the NFL at 24,102, uh, the Rams have the fourth highest. They have the fifth highest. So there's that. Uh, really quick before we get into win totals and whether or not you think they're going to make the playoffs or not, uh, let, let's let's talk about their draft. I love Quinton Johnson. I, I think I think he is the perfect fit. For this this wide receiving core, because they did need a little bit more speed, and we know he's got the size. Uh, your your thoughts on, on the fact that Johnson now joins uh, the the plethora of weapons that Herbert's working with?
3: Yeah, wide receiver was a glaring need going into the off season. You know, they have a nice duo between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, but. One thing that they're missing uh, this past season and just prior seasons in general was uh, speed but also an explosive element, which Quentin Johnson brings to the team. He had the most uh, yards after the catch among the top wide receivers in this class. So, you know, he fits uh, general manager Tom Telesco's uh, size profile. He likes those bigger wide receivers. If you look at their wide receivers, they have um, really no one less than, than six foot so they just have like a basketball team at the wide receiver position. And uh, with Quentin Johnston, he's going to step in immediately. Um, new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, is going to be using him, uh, not necessarily down the field as a vertical threat, but just on, on slants, quick passes just to get up the field and kind of create horizontally um, in addition to uh, vertically.
2: All right, before we let you go, we've got the win total at nine and a half. Are you going over or under in regard to the win total for the Chargers?
3: I'm going over. I have them at 10 wins for the season.
2: So the odds makers have it just about right, but you're going over at 10 wins. So therefore, yes to make the the, the postseason, yes to make the playoffs, is at even money, no is at minus 120, what about winning the AFC West? Is this the year that they win the NFC West? You can get that at plus 340.
3: Yeah, I say you have to put, put some money there because you know the Chiefs have won the AFC West the past uh, seven seasons. And if there's going to be a season that the Chargers could make a, a deep run and finally end that streak for Kansas City, it's going to be this year. Um, they have the playmakers, they have the star talent, but they also have depth at these uh, key positions that they were lacking in previous seasons that really hurt them. So I feel like if one uh, key player goes down, they have someone to step up and uh you know at plus 340 like that, you have to put some money on that cuz I feel pretty confident the Chargers can uh win the division this year.
2: And last but not least, MVP Herbert 10 to 1. You're throwing some change on that.
3: You have to. Um he's got the offensive line in front of him. He's got the the weapons and Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, now Quentin Johnston and uh, uh, Austin Eckler too. Um, you know that helped him significantly uh, since he came into the, the the league. And you have to throw some money um, on Justin Herbert because I feel like he is now a, a top five quarterback and he can really make a, a strong push to be the most valuable player this year.
2: Gavino Borquez joining us now. You can see him on uh, actually. I'm, See you, hear you, read you on the Chargers wire with USA Today. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Really do appreciate it here on Bet LA. Stay tuned. We're going to switch gears. We're going to talk some NBA getting you ready. Lakers back in action uh, tomorrow night against the Golden State Warriors. We'll dive into all that next right here on 710 ESPN.
1: With Anita Marks, right now let's get back to Bet LA and back to Anita Marks.
2: All right, it is Bet LA. We got Andre Snellings who joins me now, my partner in crime on our digital bet show each week, if not twice a week. Dre, how you doing? Welcome in.
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
2: Always great to have you on. Um, right now, as we are speaking. Uh, We've got a Denver Nuggets-Suns game in action. Just out of curiosity, how are you feeling about this matchup heading in? What were your plays? What were your bets? What were some of your future's bets? How did you feel about this matchup in this series heading into tonight's game?
0: Yeah, so the Nuggets have been the better team, in my opinion, this whole time. So, I I came coming into it, the Nuggets were getting two points, and so um, I I took the Nuggets plus two with the thought that even if the Suns really put it together and won tonight, it could be a close game, and and, and so I like having a couple of points of hedge when going with the overall better team. I also like Devin Booker over seven and a half assists. As as long as Chris Paul is out and Booker's playing full-time point guard, he's but uh, walking double-double as far as I can tell. So seven and a half assists, I think, is low. Pretty sure he's had at least eight in all three games without Paul. And Kevin Durant, I went over 31 and a half points because he's Kevin Durant. He's a scorer. Um, last game, he was down a little bit in Denver, but before that he had gone up in the 30s in, in both games in Phoenix, and I look for him with his teams back against the wall to, to put the points up again today and uh, and, and, and get over that 31 and a half mark.
2: So, so very interesting. I was on the opposite side. So heading into this matchup, I had Devin Booker over 31 and a half points just because he's just been really, let's be honest, uh, the star or at least one of the big stars outside of AD, but the more of the consistent star um, in the postseason. So I had Booker over 31 and a half points. I have KD over five and a half assists. And uh, and I played a uh, a a a game an in game parlay uh, where I have I, I took the Nuggets plus two and a half along with Jokic over twenty nine and a half points. So oh, okay. that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so... We, we were like
0: mirror images. <laughs> we, were... We, were, we we're we're not sure who's gonna
2: be doing the passing <laughs> and who's
0: doing the scoring, but we figure at least one of us is gonna be doing one of each. <laughs>
2: That's so funny. So we're, you know, I guess the same same philosophy, just different player who we think is going to be dishing it out and who's going to be scoring. Uh, Nonetheless, let's turn our attention to what's happening Friday night. Wow. And let's start right here in our own backyard, the Lakers, because as as we know, the Knicks and the Heat play first. But we got to talk about the Lakers first, right? Oh, yeah. So the Lakers trying to win the series. We know the series. They're up three, five game six at the crypto.com arena. Uh, the, uh, the Lakers are favored by two. The overall is two twenty one. Not sure if you watch me on daily wager. Uh, and and I've been talking about this for over a week now, since the series began with the Lakers winning one, that's all they needed. Dre just winning mm-hmm. one at golden state. I felt like done deal. Now they're going to write their own narrative. And so I thought, okay, they win game one, they lose game two, they rest their players, they come back to LA, they win those two games, they go back to Golden State, Golden State blows them out. I was actually a little surprised that LeBron and and AD played as many minutes as they did, but nonetheless, and then now they're back in LA, where we know the Golden State Warriors have been horrible on the road. To me, if the Lakers win... I wrote the script, right? Like, not that I have a crystal ball or anything, but, like, I'm going to tune my own horn. I wrote the script. Uh, yeah. with, that be, with that being said, um, give us your analysis on, on this game six.
0: Absolutely. And, Anita, you know, I was right there with you, um, you know, uh, uh, following that, that script that you laid out. uh came into this series. I picked the Lakers in six. Um, and so far, that's how it's lining up. The one thing that made me nervous, obviously, was A.D. going out, you know, with the head injury yesterday, and I was worried if he was that dizzy and happened to, to, you know, take a wheelchair, that there was a possibility that he had a concussion and was going to have to miss the rest of the series, in which case everything changes. But he's listed as probable to go, so I'm taking the Lakers minus two. I think that, you know, they should close it out. and, And essentially, if they don't win this one, I have a hard time seeing them going to San Francisco and pulling it out, so, so I'm going Lakers minus two. I'm going a little bit off the board as far as my first player prop, because I've got Austin Reeves over 14.5 points, and I know he's obviously not the biggest name on the Lakers, and in big games, I like to go with big names, so that's the LeBrons and the ADs, but the question marks around AD, it's, actually, it's an even game. People stop talking about that odd even thing, but it's an even game. He has not done well in those. He's coming off this injury. Not sure about him as a scorer. And LeBron, quietly, he looked like he tweaked his foot. In like the third quarter or fourth quarter of yesterday, he came down awkwardly and he kind of bounced. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm not sure what to expect from the superstars. Meanwhile, Austin Reeves has just the last couple of games has been aggressive. He gets the ball. He either goes to the rim, he's pulling from 28 feet and hitting them. So I like him over 14 and a half points. And finally, uh, even though it's an even game, I like Anthony Davis over three and a half total blocks and steals because even when his scoring's not going, he's still uh, uh, turning in those blocks and steals on, on a, a nightly basis. Until the last game that he left early, I think he was averaging about four, four and a half uh, combined stocks. And I look for him to do that again uh, in a potential closeout tomorrow night.
2: See that that's that's a like I, I feel that this Lakers team goes as AD goes. And and they're going to need him. Um they're going to need him yeah. big time. So uh, so <laughs> to me it's like if you think the Lakers are going to win, lay the points with the Lakers, also lay the over in points, assists and rebounds for AD because that's what he needs to do. That's how they have to deliver in order for them to win. So, um, I, I'm, 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 I'm before I lay any, any wagers again, I, I, I do like the Lakers. I'm assuming again, that LeBron are going to be healthy and ready to go. Um, but I'm going to pay attention to the reports all day tomorrow and, uh, and, and see how, see, see what we hear in regard to AD, the shoot around and whatnot. But again, if you feel that the Lakers going to win to me, you got to play the over in points assists and rebounds, because that is what has driven this Lakers team uh, from AD to win the series. So it's it's really going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, the game before the Lakers and Warriors is the Heat and the Knicks. Now, again, if you saw me on Daily Wager, I was like, put a, put a fork in them. They're done. Dunzo. We heard the comments that Julius Randle made. I guess the Heat won it more than us. Man, I, I I was, I'll use the word shocked. I was shocked that the Knicks came back and won and now have forced a game six back in Miami. Still don't think the Knicks are going to win this. I just think they are overmatched. Miami is favored by five and a half. The over-under is two oh eight and a half. How are you playing this?
0: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like you. I think the heat are just a better than the Knicks. I thought that their, their game five effort from, you know, Jalen Brunson in particular was, just yule, yule men's work. Um, I take my hat off to them for forcing this game six. But I'm expecting the Heat to close it out. Five and a half is maybe a little bit more than I wanted to do. But I think that the Heat could win by they, – honestly, they could win by double digits. So uh, I'm laying that five and a half to take the Heat. I'm going with Bam Adebayo over 17 and a half points because I've noticed of late that Jimmy Butler – has been content late in games to be a facilitator to you know try to break down the defense and, and kick it to his teammates and let them score. Meanwhile, Bam's been aggressive on offense for each of the last couple games, and I think he knows he has a mismatch he either has a speed mismatch over Robinson or you know a size mismatch over Randall. And, and so I look for Bam to get his points and bringing it back to Jalen Brunson, his his scoring is up high. It's at 27 and a half points. I'm not quite ready to do that. But his assists are at 6.5, and, and that's pretty conservative for him. He's um, been up over that, that mark in, like, three of the last four games. So I'll go with Brunson over 6.5 assists, Bam over 17.5 points, and I'll lay the 5.5 to take the heat.
2: Andre Snelli and Zanita Marks, you will listening to Bet L.A. getting you ready uh, for the games tomorrow. Before we let you go, again, we're on here in L.A., Uh, Lakers fans got to feel really good and real happy that you are really confident about this Lakers team, not just winning this series, uh, but potentially winning the championship. You still you still feel really good about this Lakers team, Dre?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, since the last time you and I spoke, um, we had that injury scare from Anthony Davis. And so, you know. Davis and LeBron absolutely have to be healthy for this team to win. I think that that's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. But if they're able to maintain health, yeah, I I think they're the best team in the West in my opinion, um and with the the, the Bucks being put out in the East, I think the Lakers healthy have a chance against any other team in the NBA, uh in, in, including the 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 76ers and 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 every other Eastern Conference squad. So so yep, uh if they can stay healthy, I think the Lakers could take it.
2: Dre, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate your time, my friend. You have a great night. All right. Thank you. You too. You got it. Andre Snellings, you can see him all over ESPN each and every week. He has uh, really phenomenal columns uh, that you can uh, just log on to ESPN.com, go to the NBA site, and each and every week he's got really good columns uh, that, that you could read and digest and uh, and kind of guide you on a number of your future bets. That's for sure. So this sums up our show. We want to thank you so much for tuning in, getting you ready for some NBA action Um, Did a deep dive into the NFL because their NFL schedule was released today. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed all that and and that conversation for Rams fans, Chargers fans as well. XFL championship coming your way on Saturday. Got you locked and loaded. The Byron Nelson happening right now. Nice little preview or pre-tournament, right? to the PGA Championship. So we've got you locked and loaded heading into your weekend. And so uh, thank you so much again for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Again, Bet LA with you each and every week right here on 710 ESPN.